0: today is friday september 6th and we've got a lot of baseball to discuss we had brother on brother action we had big leads getting bigger and small leads getting smaller let's go What's going on, everybody? It is Talking Baseball. We're back for the Friday recap. Talk about the series that were. My name's John Boy, and I got my co-host and best friend, Jake. He's in Denver. I'm in New Jersey. Let's talk some baseball. You excited, Jake?
1: Is that a new intro song?
0: Yeah, the dude, uh, Mike Ritano, who'd made the boogie. Right. He made me, he made us two outro songs. But I, I like them both so much that I'm going to use one as an intro. There you go. How'd you like
1: The intro-outro song. Do you like it? Yeah, just caught me by surprise. Well, no, it's cool. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, Thank I didn't realize I was
0: going to do that until like five seconds before I did it.
1: Boom. That's how it happens sometimes. Um,
0: I'm good, Jim. How are you? Doing well. It's storming here in New Jersey. And if you know me at all, I'm so excited about that. I have a sweatshirt on, John Boy Media sweatshirt, a breakdown. Go grab yourself one. I have a sweatshirt on. It's a little breezy out. Get the hell out of my face. Summer, we're into September, getting deeper and deeper. Every day we get deeper into September. Let's do it. I'm, re- I'm ready for fall baseball. I mean, I'm so ready for playoffs that September's kind of the baseball games themselves are dragging a little bit. I'm glad there's still some races to sort out. This NL Central's kind of fun other than that. And there, and actually the AO wild cards kind of getting fun as well.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, don't, don't get too itchy for playoff baseball. Cause you're going to have a bad scratch for the next month or so, but no, we, we got some good races. There's a lot of, we got a lot of good quirks today, Jim. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I think you and I, when we were, prepping for the show we stumbled into a lot of the same stuff which is a good thing because i think we're both going to have a lot of fun facts on both sides of it so i don't know i think we just kind of bite bite our lip and give it hell football is coming back it's good times
0: this is a baseball show jake not allowed to say the word football. what's that you not allowed to say the word football it's a baseball show
1: oh strangely disagree yeah
0: i can't get into football until baseball's over I i just i thought about watching the game last night and I was
1: like, I don't care at all. <laughs> You're fine. You didn't miss much. You're out of the fantasy football game, right?
0: I was barely ever in it.
1: Right. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Answer uh, stands. I did. I, did, I like fantasy baseball. Well, there you go. That's pretty obvious. I baseball.
1: like baseball. Like I like football. We like like
0: I'll, I'll get all in and, and do Sundays and my dad will come over and like I'll make chili and I'll do and we'll do like that. But not until baseball's over. Okay. That's kind of how my brain no
1: works. Base, no football talk on here till end of October.
0: Yeah, people come here for baseball talk.
1: Well, I, we don't know. Well, we don't know I that. Don't know. We think that.
0: Well, these are the people sponsoring today's show. Ryan Valentine. John Valentine's nephew.
1: That's got to be... If you have the last name Valentine around Valentine's Day... I mean, that's a Trump card, right?
0: Yeah. Do you know John Valentine was my neighbor? I didn't know that. First Grand Slam in inter- league play. Got his bat in the Hall Who of Fame. He wasn't really my neighbor. Uh, his parents were. He bought his parents a house in Hazlitt, New Jersey, right on my cul-de-sac.
1: There you go.
0: Is he your favorite player, John Valentine? No. Do you remember him? Yeah. Okay, cool. Sam. That was Valentine. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. <laughs> yes. Same spelling. You just leave off an E, but same thing. Yes. Baseball, Valentine. I'm going to think of it. Sam Scavone. What's up, Sam? Sam supported us on Talking Yanks and Talking Baseball, and Jay can't talk about it because Scavone is a very big name. He's not related to uh, your boss. Okay. Greg Ludwig. Yep. The Ludwig party. Matthew Riley. Riley Matthew.
1: Ooh, that's tough.
0: Riley Matthew plays football. Matthew Riley plays baseball.
1: That's a great call. That's all over it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Justin (laughs) Cousin.
1: (laughs) Cousin.
0: Kristen. Kristen, what the hell is this? Kristen Shexnader?
1: Kristen, reach out to us, (laughs) because if you married into that name, you are a doll for taking that. If it's just your regular name, I think it's really cool. I like that X.
0: How are you pronouncing it?
1: That's a tough way for, like, midway through your life or a quarter of your life to jump into the Schneck-Snyder family. Yeah.
0: My cousin, damn, I wish I could know
1: the last name. My
0: cousin married into such a tough last name. I don't know how to pronounce it. I forget what it was, whatever. William Brown, old Willie B., baby.
1: Bill Brown.
0: Blasting's Thrillage. It's a Mets prospect, okay. right? I think this person's not their real name, they're just using the, a fun Mets prospect name. Having fun. Blasting Strillage and Chris Barraza. Barraza, hey yo. Thank you. Those are our most recent Patreon sponsors. We appreciate it. You get a chance to watch the show live right now. You get uh, you get a chance to read the episode notes if that interests you, so you can see what we're about to say. You get a little inside access. And you get a chance to win two jerseys each month. The August just cleared. So some people try to join Jake and then leave right. before the $2 actually clears. So I have to wait it out. And people are always like, when are you going to do it? When are you going like, to wait it out? Can't be given away. We're
1: not as think as you dumb we are, you know? Yeah. yeah, there you go.
0: But those are our most recent Patreon sponsors. We appreciate it very much. Jake, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. As You and I both kind of had one of our kind of last off days uh, for the season. The Yanks were off. We had a lot of busy, crazy stuff going on. We had some fun stuff in our talking Yanks world. We added Joe's McFly, uh, pop- popular character in the Yankees world. So a lot of good things there. And, uh, yeah, man, it's kind of this September. I don't know. Like, when's... I, I guess this is the question, Jim. Like, when when can we actually be like, yo, the playoffs are almost here? Is it like the last week of the yeah. season?
0: Yeah, it's really close.
1: That's tough. Yeah. It's far away. Because, like, playoff baseball is so good. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm generally well – Do you know what I'm, well. Re- I'm very excited okay. for? What are you very
0: excited for? Not having the team I root for being the wild card. And do you know who I give all my blessings to? whatever team has – whatever fan base has a team in the wild card. Besides the Red Sox, just because I don't like you guys, and you're not going to be in the wild card anyway, so who cares. But right. having your team – maybe this is like a conversation. I, this probably goes – I don't know. Having your team in the wild card game, yeah, Yankees have done it the last two years, is if you think you have a chance to win the next series, it's right painfully – the anxiety is painful because you want to set – your lineup for a real playoff series, and like get a chance to lose a game and have it not kill you, but you have this fucking wall that you have to burst through first of the wild card game, and you're like, well, if we if we win every conversation, if we win the one game, if we win the run yeah. game crapshoot, we did it two years. If we win that one game crapshoot, then, and it's like, oh my god, anything can happen in a one game crapshoot. And I the wild card. I love it as uh, a not a fan of the team in it. It's like boom, game seven right away. This is playoff baseball. I think it's a. I think it's really good. I like it. It's a great entrance into the postseason. But when your team's in it, it's a motherfucker.
1: Yeah, Jimmy. You and I usually try to dodge these stereotypes. Uh, because we're silly guys naturally, so people are like, "Oh, are you drunk? Are you high?" It's like, no, we're silly. We like to have fun. I think I'm gonna get hammered during the AL wild card game this year. <laughs> well, just like,
0: if it's in the trot, I, you
1: have to. I I like couldn't do it the past couple years. Like you get, you're so like nervous and on edge. Like that that would make it worse. Right. Um, even the NL wild card game, like I I that would normally be before the AL wild card game, and I'd be like, I'd be nervous that day. It's it's a whole whirlwind. Good luck to all the wild card teams this year. And if you're a fan of one of those teams, know that it's a hellish like 48 hours.
0: The Red Sox have never done it. So uh, we have Red Sox friends because we're lived in Connecticut and they don't really know like what hell it is. They're like, yeah, it sounds shitty, but they're not going to know this year either because they're not in it. And if they were in it, they just don't have much hope. The fans that the right. friends we have, but, uh, Yeah, man, it's having every thought process say if if we win this one game, which in baseball is your fourth
1: reliever could have a bad day and you could ruin your whole season. Yeah. Your best reliever could have a bad day and it could ruin your whole season. Wild card game's a nightmare. Good luck, everyone. (laughs) Good
0: luck. Let's go on to the National League report, which is brought to you by our friends over at Roosevelt Shirts. Jake, I have all of our Roosevelt shirts right here. I'll open one up for the live viewers. This one uh, is already open. It is Major League, the movie Major League, and it's got the Indians. If you're an Indians fan, this is kind of a cool shirt. I mean, if you're not, I still bought it for myself. I'm not an Indian shirt. But they got like really comfortable, funny, conversation-starting shirts. Uh, that one's Major League. Jake, you got a Major League one as well we got a whole bunch. We're going to wear them to some events. If you want to get some, go to roosevelts.com. There's no vowels. It's r-s-v-l-t-s dot com slash jomboy. And if you enter the code jomboy, you get 20% your offer, which is pretty huge. Um, They're blowing up. They're doing big things, and they're kind of integrating themselves into the baseball world. So hop on, be a part of it, and listen to
1: the National League report. Yeah. Could you tell me what happened in the National League? Because I didn't watch a game.
0: Well, Jake, the Mets took two out of three from the Nationals, which is really good for the Mets. They won the series. The problem is the one loss was a seven run blow up in the ninth inning. And that became the story. But if you zoom out, the Mets had a good week. They won two out of three. They've won four of their last six. That's good. That's good good for the Mets. The Braves stopped by Canada for two nights and picked up two wins against the Blue Jays. I hate these two-game interleague play series. We've talked about this on past episodes. There was a lot this week, and with playoffs looming, I can't stand them, but the Braves, they go up there. They pick up two wins. They're on a seven-game winning streak, and they've won 15 of their last 17. Holy shit. Go the Braves. The Phillies... Split a four-game set with the Reds. They win the first two, then lost the next two. One via walk-off. Not what you want to do if you're the Phillies and you're in a race, and you have four games against a team that's not in a race. You don't want to split. You need to win that series. They did not. Saint Francis went to visit his old friend Saint Louis, and Louis kicked his ass. Cardinals take two. Cardinals take three of four from the Giants. They shut him out in two games, Jake, and hold him to one run in the other. So the three games that the Cardinals won, the Giants only scored one run. Bam. The Cubs swept the Mariners in a quick two-game set. But the bigger news is that they get Contreras back, who comes off the IL and kind of made an impact right away. And something like that can really push the Cubs, who we've been talking about, have been struggling. The Diamondbacks swept the Padres in a three-game set. The Brewers split a two-game set with the Astros. Two close games. One went into extras. Good job, the the Brewers. Uh, The Dodgers swept the lowly Rockies. Jake's rocks are bad and getting worse, scoring 30 runs in three games, and they were not even in Colorado. Just L.A. explosion. Uh, The Nationals fall to eight games back behind the Braves. That's not good. It's pretty damning, actually. They also cut their wild card lead in half. They were up five games. Now they're only up two games. Uh, the Cubs gained a game on the Cardinals in the Central. They're only back two in the lost column. The Brewers are seven back. And as the NL wildcard goes, the Brewers, Cubs, Brewers are uh, in the lead, then the Cubs. That can't be right. D-backs are three and a half games back. Phillies are four. Mets are five. Brewers are five games back. Cubs are That's your National League
1: report. Jimmy. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, man. You got your saints involved. I know that's always big for you. A lot of people
0: don't realize they're both saints, because one's a Spanish saint and
1: one's an English saint, but saints nonetheless. Jim, I I've got a couple odd thoughts. I'll I'll start with the main one. East Coast bias here. Dude, the Mets, the the giant blown lead, everyone was talking about it. Bottom bottom out of the Mets season cancel the Mets our Mets buddies are saying that's it that's all they end up taking two out of three they're really close to getting the sweep we obviously know what happened Jim I I'm not gonna say the best win of the season but to lose that game as devastating as it was and then come back the Mets day that's that's kind of what's different about this Mets team from past Mets teams. Yeah. I, I think they, they've got a lot of dudes, like Alonzo's a real straight shooter. He's a day-to-day guy, also having an incredible season. Todd Frazier's New Jersey. He doesn't care. Yeah, you got beat, but that's why you play a game the next day. Try to get over it. So I, I don't know. I was really <laughs> happy for the Mets. Is that the right statement? Well, yeah, but I think,
0: and I, and I know I presented it in my report that everyone's talking about the uh blown loss instead of the wins the Mets bullpen if you're the Mets and you go into that wild card game they might be some may be confident they can win a series because they're starting pitching but I think half the fan base is saying yeah but like we're the bullpen in the postseason is not going to be able to do a thing because they're pretty brutal
1: Jim, can I put you between a rock and a hard place here? It's my favorite spot. Jimmy, I'll let me say the name of a team and you tell me if they have a chance of making the wild card.
0: Um, okay. I mean, yeah, put me. This is rock and hard place because I'm not I don't have everything in front of me. But yeah,
1: give me it. New York Mets. 5 games out. No. Milwaukee Brewers five games out yeah no okay oh well I don't know okay we'll circle back to them that was that was kind of the answer I wanted uh Phillies four games out yeah okay Arizona Diamondbacks my D-backs three and a half games out
0: yeah I guess so isn't that crazy <laughs> but I don't I I, I don't think and I don't think any of those three will if I to lay down snakes. bets, and I think the odds are in my favor that none of them will.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's I, and that's kind of the sad part, Jim. This NL wildcard race that we were yoked for, I mean, Arizona, uh, who we poo-pooed on a few episodes ago, they're the closest at three and a half games back right now. And I think you were right that if you had to place a bet, like if you were placing a flyer on one of those teams out of the wildcard, it would be the Brewers because they've still got a lot of games – you know in that central division but yeah this this nl race that we were kind of gearing up for is kind of fizzled out yeah i don't i
0: think it's cubs cubs Nats. if the cubs catch the cards then cards gnats
1: who do the cubbies throw in a one in that one game wild card game
0: I don't – hot hand. Lester just had a good start. <laughs> Darvish had That's, put some together.
1: Wow, if they throw you out there. Uh, one of our Cubs fans reach out because Quintana's been – Kyle Hendricks is having a really good year. It's probably Hendricks, right? Um, he's got a three three nine ERA. Um ERA. And, I mean, it is a wild card game, so it is all hands on deck yeah. too. Um, but, I mean, man, if the Nats can have home field and they can go like <laughs> – Strasburg, Scherzer, Corbin, if they really want, wow. Um, damn. How National come League. How come Darvish got skipped? Is he hurt? You, Darvish. Um, let me see. Let me click on his name. Uh, Darvish missed his last outing right forearm tightness. He's scheduled to make his next start Saturday against the Brewers. Yeah. It's not
0: Hamels. It's not Quintana. It's probably Hendricks or Darvish if Darvish is healthy. But, again, yeah. I'm not speaking
1: from a place of authority here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jim, I don't know. From the National League, I mean, the Braves win. They hold their serve. That's all they do. Uh, they're on a seven-game heater right now, seven-game win streak from Atlanta. The Dodgers, they're on a four-game win streak. And, yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of all the stories. Well the stories
0: is the Cubs replenishments. Contreras comes okay. back, Ben Zobras comes back. This is a team that's been on again, off again, winning and then losing. And maybe this is kind of uh, you know, a spark that helps. Zobers comes back gets a hit and a walk in his first game, and then in his second game gets three hits and two walks. And Contreras, kind of the same thing. First game back, I think he had a home run to break it open, which is just like such a shot of adrenaline. Like, hell yeah, we're finally whole somewhat. Let's do this. Uh, So I think that's kind of look out for the Cubs maybe to use this as, you know, they they grew a little, they gained a little, and they're going to, put it together and confidence is up and all that nonsense
1: and jimmy i just said you know who would the cubs throw on the one game wild card there the cubs are two and a half games back of the nationals uh for what would be home field in that wild card game and they're two and a half games back of st louis and they host the cardinals for a four game set and then so they've got seven games against the cardinals um so, Cubs and Cardinals, I think, is the new biggest story in the National League. I
0: have a dumb question. Please. Do the Nationals throw Scherzer?
1: I think it depends how things line up. I um, wouldn't. I, th- I think what you could do is start Strasburg, Strasburg. and have, Sh- yeah. ha- have Scherzer available out of the pen. Yeah, I think you can start Strasburg and then have uh, Scherzer Corbin as your one, too. I mean, it gets really tricky though, because I mean, if if you throw Strasburg out there and he gets knocked around, it's why didn't you start Scherzer?
0: Yeah. But you have the and luxury. Dude, how
1: about <laughs> and Jimmy? I know it's a really fun question, and I I think you and I are thinking the exact same wavelength. Like, if you can have Scherzer like close out the last three innings of that game, I think you do it just to survive in advance. Uh-huh. And you have him to rescue if you need him to. But Jim, you tell Max Scherzer he's not getting the get the ball in that wild card game.
0: You Just leave it on a, as a note. Text him. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Max, do you read your email?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think they would start Scherzer just because of how bad it looks. Like one game playoff, he didn't start the best pitcher in baseball. But if they wanted to be ballsy. They could throw Corbin or Strasburg and then have Scherzer, Corbin, slash Strasburg in games one and two. And if that works out, you look like a genius. But if it doesn't, you look like such a putz.
1: Yeah, I think you got to throw Scherzer, man. I do too,
0: but it'd be fun not to. It'd be fun to see them try and get through the wild card game without him.
1: And Jimmy, what we also just stumbled into there is we, we had that weird intro that was all about how nauseous the wild card game makes you. The Nats are locked in. Right now, the Cubs and Cardinals are battling. The Nats, for the next month, are basically brooding for the wild card game. So, everyone, if you've got a Nats fan, give them a pat on the back. That's the same
0: place we were last year with the Yankees. Yeah, It's brutal.
1: It's going to be an ugly month for the Nats
0: Because all you want to do, if you're a Nats fan, is talk about how good your rotation is for that first series. We can get Strasburg, Corbin, and... And uh, Scherzer, as our one, two, three in a five-game set, oh, wait, one of them has to pitch the wild-card game. Oh, wait, we could lose the wild-card game and not even get there. It's fucking nauseating. Ooh. Anything else you're interested? The Brewers are slipping, huh?
1: Brewers are slipping. Um, I mean, five games out of the wild-card, they'd really – I mean, I think they are now St. Louis fans because they want to <laughs> knock the Cubs off. That's their best chance. Yeah, the um, divisions kind of out of reach. Milwaukee, for them. Milwaukee is hosting the Cubs this weekend, so they've got that. They, this is their chance. They'd have to beat up on the Cubs and then hope St. Louis could somehow. But yeah, and that's that was the other it just one weird thought that came to mind when you were doing it because uh, the the Brewers had another one of these weird series where it's like, damn, they went toe to toe with Houston and played two really good baseball games. And I feel like we've said that for a little while in a lot of weird matchups, like Milwaukee-Minnesota. They played some really good baseball games. Uh, Milwaukee-Houston. like that. I think Milwaukee's the team that I think the National League doesn't want to get back into it if they figure out um, their bullpen magic and Yelich gets going and all of it.
0: Yeah, did they face... Who'd they face? They faced Garrett Cole and Granke, too, so it was kind of two good pitchers. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was... The uh, the battle of trade trade deadline acquisitions Jordan Lyles out Zach Grenkey baseball. How about that?
0: All right, you want to move on to the American League?
1: Let's AL it, man. All right, here we go. Are we squinting?
0: A- oh yeah, the AL report is brought to you by Squints Apparel. We told you about them. Lo- we told you about them last episode. Squints from the Sandlot got. They got a Wendy peppercorn hat that I told them it's sold out on their website. And like, I don't think I could rock that in my day to day life. Right. But I want it on a shelf somewhere in an office or maybe like if I'm dressing up fun, cause it's awesome. So go to squints Check out all of their shirts that follow them on all their social media, squints apparel. They're a uh, up and coming business that is like really excited to be working with us, which makes me really excited to be working with them. Cause I like what they're putting out there. They say their shirts are the softest shirts ever to be made. The, someone once reviewed it said it felt like they were wearing clouds. So now I want to try that out. I need to get myself a squint shirt and put it on. You get 20% off with discount code JOMBOY. Their biggest thing is uh, they've got a bomber jacket. You like bomber jackets that say, you know, legends never die. Legends I died, feel like kid. I'm
1: too short for a bomber's jacket. Is that fair? I think if
0: you wear or I wear a bomber's jacket, it kind of has a high school musical vibe to it. So we can't.
1: Yeah. It like it makes us look a little wider and it makes us look like Rudy. Did Rudy ruin the bomber jacket for short guys? <laughs> he may have,
0: but go check out the bomber jacket yourself. squintsapparel.com or follow squints apparel on all Social media. Jake, can you tell me what the hell happened in the American League?
1: Sure can, James. Your New York Yankees welcomed the Texas Rangers to town. First time these two teams have played this year. Wow! Yanks lose game one on Labor Day. Who wants to work on Labor Day? Then they win the final two games. Yankees have not lost a home series since mid-April, 18-0-3 at home. It's, it's insane. The Rays, they win their series, but unofficially lose, Jim. They took two out of three, hosting the Orioles. And at this point in the season, you want that sweep against Baltimore. No offense, Orioles, but come on. The Red Sox are dealing with the repercussions of selling their souls to the devil last year. They hosted Minnesota for three games. They lose the first game by one run. They win game two. They lose the final game by one run. Game-ending play with Devers being thrown out at home plate. Woof. Toronto lost two games to Atlanta. In the Central, you know Minnesota won two out of three against Boston. Cleveland splits a four-gamer uh, at home to the White Sox. Tough. Indians are currently out of the playoffs. Wow. Get one hit in the final game of the series. Tough times in Cleveland right now. Kansas City defends their home turf against Detroit. No one cares. It's very much Chiefs and Lions season in their respective cities. In the West, you'll remember Texas lost the final two games in their set against New York. The Mariners got mini-swept by the Cubs. The, ah, Houston they split that two-gamer in Milwaukee, like Jim mentioned. Little highlights from their George Springer pride of UConn. He had an extra inning home run winner in that first game. And, Jim, finally, Oakland. The Athletics return to the yay area. They face the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They sweep them because it's pretty much Mike Trout and a bad team for the Angels.
0: Otani's good. Otani's good yeah angels are baffling. Red sox are out, huh you've you been can't. you've been trying to play good cop with the Red sox, and i mean if you don't tell me they have no chance, you're a liar
1: the stake it it's like if this was a movie and like the stake was about to be driven into their chest. I think it happens this weekend. I think this is the official meltdown cuz think of it if you're Boston, you're welcoming you're welcoming in the Yankees for four. If you could somehow dominate this series, you you beat your rivals, you're just going to you've got 17 guys in your bullpen. We're doing everything we can to drive towards the finish line. Last night was about as defeating as a loss as they come um i again man i i i i don't want to say i've been fluffing them up but it's baseball there's a chance uh i i'm saying this i think almost being too trying to be too not biased because i think if this didn't happen before a yankee series i would be saying like oh they're so dead like you can't lose a game like that 17 guys in your bullpen, your team MVP this season gets thrown out at home plate to lose the game. I think I would be hammering the table, but I, I think they are saying if we could somehow muster out these four against the Yanks at home,
0: you're being such a good cop that we just said the Mets and the Brewers have no shot at the wild card. And that race has solidified itself up. Those guys are five games back. The Red Sox are right. six and a half games back with 20 to play. They're out there. I, I don't know. But they're,
1: they're the only team and like Cleveland sliding and they needed, they need two teams to slide Cleveland sliding. They need one more. I Jim. I mean, I think, I think they're 99.5% dead, but those, those Boston cuckoos, they want to start rolling. I think like even, even if the Yanks take one this weekend, like I think the dream's over. Yeah. But they the they're gonna over. pitch a different guy every inning this weekend. They're rolling out literally everything they've got trying to get these four against the Yankees, because that does mean more to them. It's a rivalry. But I mean, no, I they're they're as as done as those NL teams that were saying, yeah, they gotta be done, right?
0: Yeah, they're done. They're a hundred percent. The games in Boston coming up, if you are a baseball fan, do not watch the Yankees at Red Sox games this weekend.
1: Oh, I've got a spin zone for that, Jim. You're wrong. Do not. I'm dreading watching them. Pretend it's a doubleheader. It's going to be two really quick games. The the Red Sox
0: called up everyone during September call-ups. They have 21 guys in their bullpen. Twenty one guys in their bullpen and they said they plan on using like, you know, all of them like one inning here, one out, one out, one out. They're going to a- bring in one of them. They're going to be five and a half hour games. They're going to be so brutal. I'm so dreading them. Yeah. Just pretend it's two. I told, uh, you know, my girlfriend's parents are in town. and I was like, I can be in and out during these games. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tie myself to the computer.
1: We, we could get lunch for an hour and a half, and it'll be an inning later. Yeah, it's going to be brutal.
0: Other than that, the Indians are sliding. That's like the other story here, which is a bit of a bummer. It's still a really fun wild card race. The Indians have kind of no, they've taken themselves out of the Central, and good for the Twins. Good for the Twins. They're six and a half games up. They did what they needed to do, uh, so good job by the Twins. The Indians are now in a wild card race, and the AL wild card somehow, in my mind, is more exciting than the NL now because w- these three teams are good teams. In the NL, the Mets, the Diamondbacks, they're not like good teams. They're 500 teams that can get a shot. The Indians, A's, and Rays are all above 550, um, and one of them is going to miss miss out. And two of them are going to miss out of having to play, getting to play a series. So that's going to be a brutal run.
1: Yeah, and a, a couple teams that, I mean, this goes a little outside of baseball, Jim, but a couple teams that are somewhat limited financially that they could benefit from hosting a couple playoff games, uh, uh, these seasons are going to have a – These teams are going to have a lot of different things dictated to them. One of them straight missing the playoffs. One of them only getting one wild card game. Who knows if it's in their building. Uh, So, yeah, there's some outside of baseball stuff going on there. And, yeah, this is easily, um, unless the Cubs can catch up to St. Louis, the AL wild card is probably going to be the best story in baseball.
0: Yeah. And I'm really just hoping the Rays don't host it. That's still my biggest hope because then I'm going to have to get drunk uh, as well. Well. No, I can't cuz then my I'll be so mean.
1: Yeah, you're yeah. Oh, well, either way you might need the volume down cuz it might be Vuvuzela City in Oakland.
0: I don't mind um, those. Yeah, those don't bother me at all. I I know some people like really don't like that. Yeah. They don't each their own. Yeah. I I I like that cuz it's fans cheering. Like when they show the section and it says like what what do they call it in Oakland? The uh uh, I'm blanking there's a name for that and they give out all the instruments and they just play terrible music and I think it's hilarious something dreams like nightmares or something like that uh, I can't think of it I but it, cra- <laughs> it cracks me up Oakland A's fan section uh, not Raiders I know what that's called well, someone's listening right now, and they know exactly what I'm talking about. This is
1: about. not a football podcast. bringer
0: man. It's like bringer of nightmares or whatever. Pissing me off. I hate when I can't remember things.
1: Pease me, right Oh, What else do you like, Jim?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing in baseball that all the divisions are, like, locked up. Is this what happens when you have so many teams tanking that the the rich just get that much richer?
1: Yeah, I think... Well, you know, Houston is obviously, I mean, a dominant, impressive team. You could say the same with the Yankees. The, the one that chink in the armor was supposed to be the central. The Twins have outplayed their expectations. And, I mean, Cleveland was with them, and then Jose Ramirez goes down. And now they are... I mean... I I think if you had to, I mean, yes, they're a game back in the wild card, but without Jose Ramirez, I think Oakland and Tampa Bay are better teams right now.
0: Yeah, Oakland, Oakland, scary. I'd love to see Oakland host the wild card game. Remember when they hosted it uh, with Sonny Gray?
1: The radar.
0: When was that? It was, the, and then they played the Tigers afterwards.
1: 16? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it had to be. I mean, what was the 2014, the first wildcard game?
1: Not good with years.
0: Well, 16 was, yeah, I think it was. But yeah, I'm excited. I, I, want the A's to, I want the A's to host that, and then I want, ooh.
1: No, I think it was 14.
0: 14 was the first, so that was the first year then, right?
1: Yeah. It's cool.
0: Oakland, can, Oakland fans can get rowdy. Like, they can bring the noise. So in Cleveland, we talk about this. Just don't put it in. Don't put it in the trap. Don't you dare put it in the trap. All right, yep. Jake. Let's slide along. Do I have a slide noise? Two. Our standout performances?
1: Is that what's next? Standout performances. Batter up, Jim.
0: Ooh, I get to go first. You stole the good one. I stole the good one last time. You stole the good one this time. Good job. But second was Reynaldo Lopez for the Chicago White Sox. He throws a complete game one hitter against the Cleveland Indians, who we were just talking about, sliding a little bit. Three walks, 11 strikeouts. The first four innings, he got into trouble a little bit. The last five innings were one, two, three innings. But I like Ronaldo Lopez's story. He was the second piece of the Giolito trade. So the Nationals traded Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez to the White Sox for Adam Eaton. Imagine them having Giolito in that pitching staff. Like, how much does Eaton bring? I don't know how much he's a value. I just know he's kind of disliked around baseball from Mm -hmm. other players. But... Uh, Randall Lopez is 22 years old and I checked all of his stats Jake he had only thrown nine innings before once in his entire professional career it was in 2016 in AAA this was his first complete game in the majors so that's impressive that's a standout performance of his own um, and then I like looked in more of this and I was like who is the White Sox pitching coach we talked about him earlier but he had Giolito fixed. Uh, Ivan Nova's doing fun stuff. I don't know if he still is. Don Cooper. Don Cooper has been the White Sox pitching coach since 2002. He's one of those coaches that has outlasted every manager that comes through. He's the mainstay He's of the coaching staff.
1: He's built like a house. Yeah. I love seeing him.
0: Yeah. it's Not like a pitcher at all.
1: Yeah. Looks like a, no. looks like a
0: second baseman who retired.
1: O-linemen. Yeah. No football on the
0: So podcast. good job by Don Cooper. He gets Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez to work with. Lopez numbers on the whole don't look good, so I went in and looked at his game log and tried to make pieces and see how he's been. And uh, my stat, which is how many games did he give his team a chance to compete for the win? 18 of his 29, which is around 60%, which isn't you'd want it to be higher to brag about it, but he's he's not going out there and putting out a bad effort majority of the time so ronaldo lopez yeah. gets some love on talking baseball for the first time ever
1: yeah and circling up adam eaton having a solid year for the nationals um, yeah but, a but how did the white like, sucks like, yeah I, would I they rather giolito
0: giving... if you're a nationals fan would you rather have a fourth pitcher who's who's killing uh, it
1: in the realm of in the realm of baseball, Giolito is a good young pitcher now, so you'd want him. Um, but Eaton's in on all those weird celebrations, and he's part of the offense, and the Nats have a lot of pitching. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Jim, some some fun stuff here. I was going to give Reynaldo Lopez my award this week, and it was going to be uh, the Generation Z Award. Um because, Jim, we live on Twitter a lot, and it's a lot of instant reaction, and it's, uh, I think it's part that's tough translating for baseball is that, you know, you can't, you can't have these instant reactions. You could have a terrible first half of the season. You could have an incredible second half of the season and have a good year. Baseball's a weird run. Reynaldo Lopez's start before this, Jim, 0.2 innings, six earned runs against the Braves. He didn't make it out of the first he didn't he didn't didn't make it out of the first inning in his last start he comes out his next start nine innings one hit 11 strikeouts against another potential playoff team in Cleveland that's crazy that's nuts like and that's what uh, uh, when I when I was thinking about that as an award I was just thinking like what other sports can you really see that like LeBron James doesn't go out and have a four point game and you're like, wow, that really sucked, LeBron. Like, no, LeBron's gonna get his on his bad nights, he's gonna get like sixteen points. Yeah. Um, it's I mean it's one of the more unique things. I I guess in football you could see like a, a running back. This isn't a football podcast. Yeah, though, you gotta so. cut that out. That's out. No football here. Uh so so good for Reynaldo.
0: Good job, Ronaldo. 20, he's young. He's 22.
1: Rennie Akes,
0: Who's your standout
1: performance? Jim, my standout performance from your Los Angeles Dodgers, a guy you like a lot, uh, young jock, jock Peterson, jocking on him. Young jock, he only played in two games, Jim, in, in this last series against Colorado. It, it was in L.A., though. It wasn't in Coors. Otherwise, this would be suspect. You suspect. You suspect. Jim, in in the two games Jock played, five for six. That's good. That's solid. Four home runs. The other hit was a double. My guy's stat line is technically an 833 batting average with a 3.87 OPS. Obviously extremely small sample, so you can't do that game. But that's insane. Uh, four home runs and six at bats, eight RBIs. He had a, he mixed in a walk in there too. And Jim, I, I, I don't know with Jock. I kind of, I hesitate around him because I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, I, he just seems so talented. I almost expect a little more out of him. But I dove into the numbers, and Jim, I mean, his biggest thing is he just doesn't touch lefties. Yeah, he's a, um, he's a
0: straight up split.
1: I mean, they, they've stopped playing him versus lefties, um, which is tough, and again, it kind of circles into that Dodger conversation we've had a couple times. So you're telling me it's a World Series game? There's a lefty on the bump? You basically can't play someone who's normally one of your best players? That's brutal. Um, but I will say this. Jock Peterson versus righties has a 920 OPS, which is basically all-star level. And by the way, his at-bat before this series, was a pinch-hit home run. So technically, in his last seven at-bats, six for seven with five home runs. Uh, young jocking on him. How
0: many at-bats has he had
1: versus lefties this season? I think it's it, it was something crazy small. It's like 44 plate appearances or something like that.
0: 44 plate appearances, yeah.
1: Nine hits. And I think his OPS started with, what, a four? Yeah, 420. I mean blaze it baby but that's that's, so small. that's just tough his career his career batting average versus lefties is like 185 with a dot 5 ops so it's i mean it's bad
0: jock peterson been in the league since 2014
1: he came up and he was kind of like a phenom
0: okay so that was a september call up in 14 and then 15 was phenom year i no no i thought Am I way behind on Jock?
1: 15 was Phenom here.
0: Damn. I thought Jock was like a young dude. I mean, he's 27. I didn't know he'd been getting big league at bat since 2014. I, I kind of knew it. I'm just, this is more of a like, goddamn time flies moment. Yeah. I mean, Jock Peterson is in his sixth big league season. Technically, I mean, one was a September call up. So fifth plus. I don't know. though. I
1: don't know why it's blowing my mind.
0: He still can't. He's still just a platoon guy.
1: I mean, that's that's the thing, Jim. And I Dodger fans feel feel free to reach out. But I, I think they just pulled the plug against lefties altogether because, I mean, there's a big sample size and he he just doesn't touch them Six for seven
0: with five home runs. I wonder if that's better than his derby appearance gotta be
1: Ooh, interesting it's got to be better than one stretch for sure yeah
0: yeah gotta be like you you can probably find a worse stretch in his home run derby easily that's kind of fun so that someone should make that video back to back
1: Think you would ba- be the guy <laughs> nah, i don't want to take time batting <laughs> practice not happening
0: you just cut up like the worst stretch of his home run derby in ba- in home run derby batting practice in these seven pitches he had one home run
1: <laughs> it's out there for you kids
0: uh all right good job jock good job Reynaldo lopez so would jock peterson take Reynaldo lopez deep
1: yes and how many chances um five at bats holy shit yeah
0: wow you hate renaldo lopez
1: just telling you, man. What if Ronaldo Lopez throws lefty instead of righty? Now we're talking. Okay.
0: I don't know if he can do it. Maybe.
1: Yeah, five walks probably. <laughs> that was a good guess, Jake. It's a good guess. No homers though.
0: No homers. Oh, Trump watch. Man. Slump watch. We had a lot of updates on Slump Watch. We. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if. This is just a today only thing. Too many people on slump watch. We need to make this way more limiting. Clear it, um, because I was doing it today and I only added two guys, because I was like, we got fucking ten guys on here. I think the goal was to have four or six and three,
1: six through nine.
0: Yeah, this sucks. But anyway, Trevor Bauer, he goes five innings pitched, four earned runs versus the Phillies. He gave up two home runs. He gets a no decision. But his Team won. i uh, I'm not taking him off slump watch.
1: No, man. That stays.
0: He's doing bad. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, Ryu, Jake, another pitcher for the Dodgers. Gets to face the Colorado Rockies. He goes 4.1 innings pitched, six hits, three earned runs, four walks. He hasn't completed the fifth inning three games in a row now. He had never... Not completed the fifth inning this season besides one start where he got taken out after the first and the second for injury reasons. So he had always completed the fifth, and now he's gotten three in a row not completing the fifth inning. His first three innings in this game against the Rockies were okay. Uh, They had some walks, but he held them scoreless. The fourth and fifth, he started giving up runs. He gets pulled after the heart of the lineup goes three singles in a row. It's still slumping. Can't get out of the fifth inning against the lowly Rockies. You're on Slump Watch, Ryu, and and people are really starting to get nervous in Dodgerland.
1: And they should. Um, And Jimmy, talk about baseball. Ryu came out of the All-Star break, and I think he twirled like seven gems, like ERA under one, and now he's getting roughed up. It's it's a crazy sport, man.
0: (laughs) It is crazy. Um, Jason Hayward, I put him on here. He went hitless in his two games against the Mariners. Is that would the Cubs played?
1: Yipes. yeah.
0: Um which took him to 0 for 26. Now I believe in the next series he did get a hit, but we're not talking about that one yet. No. So he stays on. And with all the the newcomers, does Hayward somehow lo- lose out in the shuffle or is he's in there for defense anyway?
1: It it feels like Jim he's gonna be off next week no matter what. I just it feels like it's decision time. Does he want to get off honorably or dishonorably?
0: Um, he's gonna get benched. No, I don't know. He's probably defensively they need him. But yeah,
1: they he plays a lot of games. Yeah, man. he's important to that. Yeah, team. He just
0: got a hit, so maybe he gets off honor honor yeah. honorably. But he's still on for right now. Yes. So I was going through this and I was like, damn, still got a lot of people on here. Now we get some people that pulled themselves up by the bootstraps, said, fuck the slump watch. Yon Mancada had a really good series. He goes 5 for 12 with two doubles and six walks. <clears throat> 579 on base percentage. Yon, you're off. Congratulations. Jeez, who'd
1: they play? Six walks? Cleveland.
0: Yeah, Cleveland.
1: They're scared.
0: <sighs> yeah. Uh Yassiel Puig.
1: You got He got it
0: going again. Four hits in the three games he played, one double, two walks, four thirty on base percentage in the series. He's off. Uh, so off. golf clap. Golf. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too worried about him. This guy is uh I like the next couple people on here. I don't care about him. I was researching him, and I was like, holy shit, I don't care about these guys. Freddie Galvis played one complete game in this four-game set. He started another one, got taken out, pinch hit four, and then he subbed in for defensive reasons and two others. He did get 10 at-bats. He went 0 for 10 in the four games. Not good. In his last 11 games, he has a 0 8 batting average. Um, so he stays on slump watch, but... He's off next week either
1: on to I don't care watch or you did good watch. All right. That's fair. I'm a I'm a Freddie guy, man. He could pick it at short and he might have 25 home runs this year.
0: Yes. Yeah, so is my grandma. Dylan. That's C- not true. You
1: don't know. I totally know that. You don't know. I very much know that. I'm
0: talking about home runs and bingo.
1: Tell me more about bingo home runs
0: is when you get all four you get all four cir- uh, lines, cross, down, cross, up, or cross. And she's crushing it this season.
1: I mean, I'm happy for her. Are you Googling it?
0: I just made that up.
1: Uh, well, there is something called home run bingo, but it's it's not what you were talking about.
0: Yeah, I made
1: up what I was saying. So, yeah, just a lot of lies. Okay. No, just, go
0: on. I just made it
1: up lying uh-huh. you made up something while you were lying yes <laughs> no
0: lies she's going off and <laughs> bingo lies. Dylan Cease you put him on here last week Dylan Cease yes. is a rookie and he's just not good yet so like putting him on slump watch is a compliment to him that I don't want to give him he's only allowed less than three earned runs twice and he goes 6.2 earned runs not he's, I'm taking him off slump watch because it's a compliment and he doesn't deserve that yet
1: Wow, no love for the number 21 prospect in baseball. Oh, I don't care.
0: That means nothing. It means something. It means something, not in terms of slump watch. Like, we've never seen him do good, so how can we say he's slumping? This could be who Dylan Cease is.
1: He had a couple good games, but. Yeah,
0: and then Caleb Smith did not pitch. So he's not on there. I added Chris Davis from the A's. uh, Yeah, from the A's. Which one? And he's kind of like teetering on and off slump watch all the time. He keeps faking us out with a big home run, and we're like, that'll get him going. And then nothing's getting him going. He goes 0 for, 0 for 12. And he's just kind of always seems to find him way right back on slump watch now. And the A's are trying to do big things. And they got like imagine if he was doing what he's supposed to do, how much that would help the A's in this race right now. So it's kind of rude that he's slumping at this time.
1: Yeah. And that's that's like a big trigger for them if they can get him going. And Jim, he started getting going and then he had a kid. He he went on a paternity leave for three days right when he was getting hot. And now he's cold again.
0: Oh, you're blaming the kid, huh?
1: I didn't say that. You said that.
0: Uh, I asked if you were. I would never blame his kid.
1: No, I didn't blame the kid. Okay. I just
0: I said I said information. Do what you want with. we were it. two guys that didn't blame uh, Chris Davis's kid.
1: Then no blame to Chris Davis's kid. Yeah,
0: He's just yeah. oh, and then Jake Cave. I put him on slump watch, Jake, because I had him on Fuego a little bit ago for the twins. He was going off since he's been on Enslago and Enf- Slego, <laughs> That's a Whoa. mixture. So that's when you go in Fuego to slump watch. You go in Slago, uh, in Fuego. Since he was on in Fuego watch, he has three hits in seven games, one fifteen batting average, three forty OPS. So get out of here, Jake Cave. We both have gray in our beards. So I was trying to like you know be kin and nice right. to you and put you on in Fuego when you had a good series, and you go slap me in the face like that.
1: And Jimmy, if you remember the J. Cave roller coaster on August sixth, I mean in limited time, but August sixth he had a 198 batting average, a six twelve OPS. He got real hot, got in fuego. He was hitting 275 with an 865 OPS. He's looking like a young, promising center fielder. He's in another slump now. He's back down to 250, a 786 OPS these next couple weeks, Jake Cave, what, what are you going to make us believe, man? It's
0: crazy. Crazy.
1: Yeah. All right. So that's the
0: end of Slump Watch, which brings us to
1: Dirt Nasties on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco.
0: Oh, and Fuego Watch is brought to you by House of Hoodies. Another company makes fire hoodies. They look like jerseys. These are actually really cool. So they're like hockey hoodies that look like jerseys, but they'll customize them to be any team, uh, any sport, any player. Or I don't know of any, but they have easy ones. They have one, the, the, the throwback Detroit Tigers Verlander one. Is the, for some reason, I'm like, damn, that one looks nice. I think I'm getting a Mariana Rivera Yankees one. But I go to I go to House of Hoodies, amazing MLB jersey hoodies. They also have the four other big sports. NFL is their biggest seller, but we don't talk about the NFL here. They're right. perfect for repping your team when it gets cold out. Hint, it's getting cold out. Um, they say you can also sneak some beers underneath the hood and save some money on the concessions. Jake and I don't. Condone that, but yeah, give it a shot. i Actually, I don't like. Oh, I condone yeah, that. Yeah, condone that. I don't. Yeah. Uh, so check them out at H O Hoodies, and their website is The House of Hoodies. If you use code John Boy, you get twenty percent off your entire order. We did one breakdown, uh, sponsoring these guys, Jake, and they sold like a bunch right away with our code. So they're very happy with our fan base. So I'm happy with our fan base. So thank you to The House of Hoodies. Fire Hoodies bringing you some fire players. Jake, who do we got?
1: Yeah, house, house of Hoodies, man. They're all over my my Instagram ads. And I'm like, yo, I got to get that. Are you going to get a large?
0: Yeah, well, I'm a large.
1: Right. and like For something like this, I think I could squeeze into the medium, but kind of depends what I had for lunch. Jim, House of Hoodies, thanks. And Fuego. Jim, I've got some really fun stuff. I'm sorry. You're sorry about it? I'm just sorry. It's just a lot of fun.
0: Okay, let's hear.
1: Jim, I want to start off with the throwers. You know, it's hard for them to end up in, in fuego sometimes because the hitters just get so many at-bats, guys. Jim, couple pitchers. Jack Flaherty has been a regular on here recently. Jim, he th- throws an eight-innings pitched, one-hit, zero-earned run. In his last nine now, last nine games started, 56.1 innings pitched, 29 hits and a 0.80 ERA. He's 23 years old, Jim. Dude, Jack
0: Flaherty is 23 years old, and this is his third year in the league. Uh, his second year as like a full-time starting pitcher. He's not getting talked about. Soroka, we said this about the Braves not getting talked about. Now, granted, I don't watch mainstream media. Like I never put ESPN the channel on. I get my news... From I curate my own news basically like just from Twitter and stuff, but I'm just not seeing these guys' names. So I'm excited that you know if we have other people that that we give them their baseball info solely like Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals, Soroka for the Braves. These pitchers are having fantastic seasons, and I'm not hearing their names being talked about as much as they should. Jack Flaherty currently has a 3.14 ERA on the season in 28 starts.
1: Yeah. And and Jim, it, it a lot of it it has been these recent nine because up until then he was kind of mid fours ERA, and then he's just gone nuts. Nine starts a point eight ERA. <laughs> That's insane. I haven't I haven't dived into like
0: if he did something different. Like we know for James Paxton on the Yankees, he started throwing his curveball a bunch more. Um, I wonder if Jack Flaherty made a noticeable
1: change, something tangible like that, or not. Um. And if you're one of our Cardinals listeners, reach out. At Talking Jake, at John Boy, let, let us know. Jim, you keep mentioning Soroka. How about the other guy from the Braves that's known even less? Max Freed, spelled like fried in Atlanta. He has a very similar start. Seven innings pitch, one hit, zero earned run. Jim, in his last nine... The team is 9-0. and He's 7-0, 50.2 innings pitch, a 3 ERA. He leads the NL in wins. Oh, wins don't matter. They do when they're on your team, babe, because uh, your team's winning. Uh, and, Jim, by the way, he's 25. Jim, I, I saw... I because I wanted to look up some Max Freed because like you said I mean he's a name that don't know enough about and Pitch Ninja actually just came out a thing with him yesterday he's got a really nice lefty curveball Jim which we're we're a sucker for that
0: yeah big looping
1: Barrzito type type curve it it's not full Zito but I think it's kind of the revival of the curveball because the curveball can stay on that same plane as the fastball um and then it goes away, and batters learned because the slider was so popular for a few years that just go the opposite way with that slider. They're going to shift against you anyways. So the curveball's kind of back, and Max Freed has one of them. And Jim, here's the sick connect-the-dot that I think I'm going to do a video on after we're done recording. Max Freed of the Braves, Jack Flaherty of St. Louis, the two guys I just mentioned, and Lucas Giolito of the White Sox who got mentioned earlier. They all went to the same high school. What? Yes, Jim. What high school? Uh, Westlake in Cali? uh, Harvard-Westlake in, in Los Angeles.
0: Is this impressive, or is this some dumb high school that athletes go to so, obviously, athletes come out of it?
1: Brennan Bosch, I mean, Jack he... Flaherty, Max Freed? So it's those three? There's only been three other big leaguers from that high school, so it's six all-time. So I don't know if it's newer. I mean, Brennan Bosch, uh, the other two guys I'm not familiar with, Josh Satin and Nick Turley. Um, So I don't know if there's something fluky there or maybe they did something new to get athletes in. I saw there was one article on SI written on them, but it's insane.
0: It is. I mean, that's kind of cool for their coach, right?
1: Like, even if it is one of these, like, schools that can bring in whoever they want, three young MLB studs?
0: Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's not like a public school.
1: It's an- Right. Yeah. I'm less impressed. Less impressed still counts. Still pretty wild. Still cool,
0: Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's like a private school where you pay a ton of money and so, like- cool it leads Jim yeah all right move uh, next oh I wanted to say Jack Flaherty started throwing his according to Dane Perry at CBS he started throwing his slider to lefties the off hitter more and scrapped his curveball versus them which helped with his splits
1: significantly I like that thanks who is that Dane Perry I believe Dane Dane Perry thanks Dane Jim for the hitters your new favorite player. I know you looked at the stats and you got blown away. And I, a couple episodes I was quote-tweeting Buster Olney because at the trade deadline, people didn't know what to make of this guy. Kettle Marte Katow. is having an insane year for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Do you have the stats in front of you, Jim? Because I know you were right in this one and you were kind of blown away.
0: I was looking at him he's like, I mean, in like uh, analytics and like result-driven stats, he's like top ten in the MLB. It's crazy—like three twenty-eight batting average, nine uh, something, nine eighty something OPS. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, and they they got him for Tai Ty, Taiwan Walker Skywalker. Wow, I haven't heard his name in a little bit. Or excuse me, he was with Taiwan Walker for Gene Segura, Mitch Hanniger, and Zach Curtis. Um wow. D backs did pretty well in that trade. Um, Kettle Marte is having a crazy year. 328, 30 homers, playing shortstop second and center field. His war is gonna end up starting with a seven. He was an all-star this year. Jim, he's one of these juice ball suspects. I'm sorry, Kettle, Um, but before this season, his OPS career was a seven twelve, and this season it's a nine seventy eight. So hey, Maybe you figured it out and the ball helped a little bit. You're leading the NL in hits. That counts for something. So good job, Cattell. Good job. Uh, Jim, the other hitters, I threw the Mook man on here, Mookie Betts. Six for his last 13. Three of them are home runs. He's good. Get it going, Mook.
0: He's the only one doing stuff. Yeah, so that high school is its really an actor, actress, Hollywood rich hollywood high school so i guess that makes sense but check out some of these names jake jason collins mba right emily de chanel zoe's sister okay maggie and jake gyllenhaal yep uh there's a bunch of others john lovitz
1: yes and
0: there's some others um who's austin wilson
1: not sure
0: baseball player it says So, yeah, it's a prospect, maybe you you want money school. You want to look at nature versus nurture. Go look at some L.A. high schools and see what most people do. Nurture seems to be pretty real.
1: Damn, Jim closing out in Fuego. I had a couple John Boy specials this week. Interesting. First. One of your best friends in this wide world. Tim Anderson for the White Sox. Jimmy! So, A, I'd lost sight of Tim Anderson because he got hurt, and it was kind of like, damn, it was, it was a bad injury. Tim's been playing ball for a little bit now, and, Jim, he is currently your AL batting title leader because he went 12 for his last 28. Uh, I know. It, it, like, I thought Tim Anderson was going to borderline be out for the season. He played, like, the whole month of August, and he's still raking. He's qualified? I think he like just requalified, yes. What's his
0: what's his average on the year?
1: He is hitting where's my guy Timmy Anderson? A uh, three twenty eight. That might be wrong. Still holding three thirty two. Damn. Yeah. Good job, Tim. So Tim Anderson, one of your close friends. I mean he a good three weeks of baseball and Tim Anderson can be a batting champion, which is pretty insane, Jimmy. Uh, only because coming into this season, his lifetime batting average was two fifty eight.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, man.
1: Um, libla libla Timmy. Um, and Jim, final one that I had on here: Garrett Cooper, Cooper Loop, Coop for your Miami Marlins. Uh, Jim, he had a he had a solid series, six for 14, two homers, six RBIs. Jim, the reason that he got on the list, A, I thought I'd mention Miami for our one Miami fan that listens. B, Jim, Garrett Cooper, you know the Yankees went out and they traded for him, uh, what was it, a year ago, two years ago? Yeah. And he was raking at AAA. They brought him up. He kind of had a fun double swing. He felt like a little bit of a throwback player a little bit. Kind of like a, a righty Lyle Overbay for those at home. Jim, he got a chance to play in Miami. He's having a really solid season. And Jim, what was fun for me, and especially with Jock Peterson before, Garrett Cooper, a righty hitter, has good reverse splits. Garrett Cooper versus righties is hitting two ninety-eight with a three seventy-one on base and eight thirty-three OPS. Vers, versus lefties, two twenty with a six fifty-nine OPS. And I think it's funny. A lot of the Yankees we've seen, yeah, I was gonna say, Mike t- Mike Talkman, Luke Voigt, have been really good same on same, and it looks like the Yankees try to make them good <laughs> against the side they should be good against, and it all kind of comes together for them. I think Garrett Cooper's in that boat.
0: Maybe, I wonder if that's a trend. Jock Peterson's not following it if it is.
1: Come on, Jock. Tim Anderson <laughs> is
0: one game away from qualifying or you know, a couple plate appearances away. He he should be able to miss one or two games the rest of the season, but he has to get four at-bats every other game, basically, to qualify. But the tough break for Tim Anderson, who's a known best friend of mine, right, is um, I'm rooting for DJ LeMahieu, so I hope he right. doesn't do it.
1: That's tough. And yeah, through through a couple late honorable mentions, Eloy, Real Muto, Bo Bichette, a couple good young guys, and then Schwarbo and and Willie, they'll uh they got to keep it going through the weekend, guys. I know Willie's homered in his first two games back, um, but you got to run it through the weekend. And on our favorite segment on talking baseball, who would the Orioles get hot? Austin Meadows goes seven for twelve with three home runs for the Rays. Tommy Fan goes seven for fifteen. Uh, but the Orioles get a little love, Jim. They haven't given up double digit runs since uh, middle of August, August eighteenth.
0: Yeah. And you know what else the Orioles continue to do, Jake? What's that? What in the hell are you doing? you got to be kidding me. That is so bad. That is absolutely brutal. That is unbelievable. That is
1: totally absurd.
0: The Orioles continue to get mad, whether it's at themselves, it's uh, Chris Davis and the manager fighting, Blyer and the... Infield to coach fighting, they just get mad. This time it was Brandon Hyde who got mad about a check swing on Trey Mancini. It was pretty iffy. Uh, the replay is kind of like, Well, I don't know, no one knows. That's could be either or. Like, if anyone's like, He definitely went, or He definitely didn't go, you're just being crazy because it's such an up in the air ruling anyway. And this one was that perfect middle area. We're like, Who knows? Um, Brandon Hyde ran out. He kicks dirt on the mound, you know, old Earl Weaver or whatever style. And they just get mad. The Orioles, like, I credit to them, I guess, for just staying so mad and doing, being so bad. And, you know, instead of getting sad, they hi- they get mad. They had been mad, sad.
1: Mad, bad, and sad. The story of the 2019 Orioles. Damn. Tough.
0: That's a good book title. We should get reach out to our dude, John Mioli.
1: Mioli. He might not love that.
0: <laughs> He's not an Orioles fan. He just covers them. Yeah. That's such a good title.
1: It was teamwork. That was a good... Uh, How, what, what order you would you that? put
0: it in? I would go mad,
1: sad, and bad. I think I'd go bad, mad, and sad.
0: I think bad's got to be the third, because that's like the...
1: I think, for, well, see, I've got to reverse. I think bad is the first thing you think of. Mad is the wild card, and then sad is kind of like the overlaying I, emotion. I <laughs> agree.
0: So I'm going like they're mad and sad. Why? Because they were bad.
1: Oh, you're crescendoing. Yeah. I'm I'm hitting them yeah. at the front. Yeah. Uh,
0: Rick Renteria, he got thrown out last episode. He gets thrown out again. Did you see this one? It's really funny. I did not. Lindor, uh, like fouled off a ball, um. I really don't know. I think the ump said he didn't foul it off, but he did. Or he did foul it off, but the ump said he didn't. Either way, Rick Renteria yells out, you're fucking terrible to the ump. Ump throws him out. Renteria sits in the dugout, doesn't leave the dugout, just sits there. And the ump's like, Rick, you got to go, man. Go on. And Rick's like, you come over here and throw me out. And th- makes the umpire walk all the way to the edge of the dugout. And when he gets there, Renteria's like, Horrible, fucking terrible, fucking blah 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 blah, and then leaves on his own. It was a kind of badass
1: move. A lot of Chicago White Sox coaching staff on this episode. That's why they're here.
0: You come to me. Um, you want to throw me out? That's walk over here and play. throw me out. Imagine if the um, like to one up him. Like, no, I'm not gonna walk over to you. Was and just was like, fine, you're back in the game. And then who wins that match?
1: I would love. If umpires could take back ejections.
0: Well, it happened with Aaron Boone in Toronto.
1: Well, he was never ejected.
0: The ump did eject him. Said, you're gone too then.
1: No, didn't he say, he said like, if you, if Boone said, I said something, he, said, he never did the toss. He never did the arm toss.
0: He did like a hand flick. Well, you're gone too then.
1: I gotta, it's gotta be the over the top. Once the over the top's out, there's no coming back from that. Mm.
0: But it was, it was weird, because then Boone was like, I'm gone, right? And he was like, I didn't, th- I didn't run you.
1: I was like, right, because he didn't do the over the arm. I want to see, if someone gets the over the arm, I want the ump to do like the elephant trunk reverse, and they can be back.
0: <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Those are the only two. Uh, you know who else got mad? Lance Lynn had an interaction with the umpire who Boone berated earlier in the season. And the umpire was taking every ball put in play, basically, and just taking it out of play, which is pissing Lance Lynn off. And then Woodward, Texas manager, says, like, why are you doing that? And the ump explains it. The only ones I keep in play are if they barreled and they go in the air, which seemed to be what it was. And uh, they were talking and Lance Lynn just yelled, we got a fucking plane to catch. Let's go. And which is hilarious. Yeah. And the ump's like, what? He's like, we got a plane to catch. I was like, I can't hear you. Plane to catch. And then the ump thought he said something like, we're playing here.
1: Plane catch.
0: (laughs) Something like that. And the ump goes, I know we're playing together. And then Lancelin responds with, no, this is our game. You're not playing. He didn't say the second part, but he did. And the ump just put his mask on. Love Lancelin. I saw some people trying to, because I posted the video. And I saw some people trying to say, like, Lancelin doesn't even care about the game. He just wants to catch the plane. Like, his mind's already out of it. And it's like, no, no, no. He had a good one-liner. It was just a good one-liner to let the ump know, hey, you're slowing down the game. It's pretty good.
1: We like Lancelin.
0: Oh, yeah, I like Lancelin. Easy guy to root for. Personality-wise. Hello? You've made the show, kid. Give him hell.
1: Pack your bags, kid.
0: There was too many, and moving forward, there's going to be too many debuts, especially with the White Sox debuting 21 losers out of the pen today. So this is a very tough. Jake tried to wind it down. I know I put TJ Zook on there. Is that how you say it? Zook. For the Blue Jays because he was a first-round pick, so that's big news for him. In 2016, the Blue Jays drafted him as a first-round pick after college at a Pittsburgh University, I think, something like that. Four innings pitch, two earned runs versus the Braves. I didn't get the start, though. He was like the bulk guy. But pretty good first outing. Not terrible, I
1: guess. Proud of you.
0: You threw some other. Then the other guy I threw on here was Ronald Bolanos. Bolanos. And I don't know why I did. 23 years old from Cuba. He got the start, so I think that was kind of cool, versus the Diamondbacks. And he goes six innings pitch, two earned runs. That's a pretty good first start for the 23-year-old from Cuba.
1: Not a bad debut from the kid. Yeah, Jim, um, there's a lot of names on here. The guys I threw on, um, we got Sean Murphy um, got the call for for Oakland, and he's a pretty big-time catching prospect. If he has a big couple weeks, could he – Like, make their playoff roster? I don't know. Um, That's something to watch for, though. Gavin Lux, another good friend of yours for the Dodgers, Jimmy. Uh, He was ranked the number 40 prospect in baseball. He's a middle infielder, got his first major league hit. Mom and dad in the stands getting emotional. And he's a friend of the podcast, most importantly. Um, So that's big. He is? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was in on the, the video where the pitcher got trucked over. What one? Goldstein was texting you. The guy bunts and then he runs over the pitcher.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, he's not a friend of the program.
1: He'd like to tweet. Whoa. You gotta, you gotta dial back your limits there. He's, uh, I think you gotta loosen up your limits. He was commenting on it. Having a good time. Um. Okay, no, he Gavin looks not us. John Boy's friend. He's my friend. He doesn't himself. follow. He doesn't follow you. That's that's not a, that's not what I ask of of my friends. I ask of them to be cordial. Not a friend of um, the program. Damn, tough break. And Jim, the uh, the final name that that I'll mention, Keen Wong, Colton's brother. So that's fun. We love brothers in baseball. And Jim, that is how you segue it into awards. Award.
0: My first award is the Biggest Idiot Award, Jake. Good award. We had a battle of morons. What was that? A battle of morons. Say it one more time. The battle of the morons.
1: I I, I like a lot that your brain jumped here. Go on.
0: It was Brian Moron versus Colin Moron. (laughs) It's brutal. It's brutal. (laughs) it's moran okay <laughs> okay okay the real name the real pronunciation is moran two brothers faced each other uh brian i believe is the older i might get that wrong yeah brian's the older he made his debut a lefty side armor sidewinder thrower out of the pen for the marlins he's 30 years old he got caught this is sad Brian Moran got called up to AAA at 23, Jake. Probably thinks, okay, I'm two years away from the bigs. Seven years later, makes his MLB debut. Faces his younger brother, who's 23 years old, the same age he was when he made AAA, and they face off in and at bat. It's pretty fun. It goes 2-0, then breaking ball for a strike, 2-0. Gutsy pitch from older brother. Then it went 3 1. Big swing at the fastball. Then Brian dropped a nasty curveball to get him at the knees. Strikes out his younger brother. Second player he's ever faced in the MLB is his little brother. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Go watch the video. The dad and the mom are in the crowd. Melky Cabrera is laughing like you're going to go deep. You know, home run up your yeah. brother. But. A lot of the announcers are saying stuff that's just not true. They're like, "Oh, they probably played against each other all the time." Seven years difference when no. when uh, when Brian was off. And Brian, I read, watched an interview, and they're like, "Yeah, no, we like never did this." <laughs> like
1: they did some wiffle ball in the he's yard. Like maybe wiffle did ball in the, the yard when
0: he was seven and I was fourteen. Like it's not like we've never really competed on the same level because by the time I was off to college, right. he was twelve years old. So it's still very cool. Do you would
1: you say you've competed against your brother?
0: Yeah, because when he was like eighteen and I was twenty eight, we would play wiffle ball. It was very intense. They never did that because right. they were never
1: playing professional. baseball. They were baseball, playing professional like baseball. Yeah, like a bunch of losers. Yeah,
0: so he's like they never played like baseball against each other. But that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, my, my glass is a little more half full on this. Yeah, it must have sucked those seven years in the minors a little bit. He was still playing baseball, and he did make it to the show. That's all that counts. First MLB strikeout is against your baby bro. There's a – it's not a last laugh, but it's a laugh.
0: Uh, no, I also think it's kind of – like I, I love the stories when like, oh, shit, my first strikeout's Mike Trout. My first strikeout is Aaron Judge. My first strikeout is Cody Bellinger. And it's like, my first strikeout is my brother. It's kind of like, oh, see, I think,
1: oh, no. I've I've got a, your glass is half empty on that. My glass is half full. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, whatever.
0: It's a cool video. I'm going to make a review of it. I I got
1: like chills and stuff because the dad was kind of crying in the stands and and stuff. Between? You, me, and the wall. Nobody else listening to this. Do you think there's any chance that baby bro threw the at bat? He did. Wow.
0: It wasn't he threw the at bat. It just wasn't an MLB at bat. Like the 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 brother was dropping pitches he wouldn't normally throw in two zero three one counts because he was like, I'm not walking him. Like, we're not going to have a walk. 3-1 pitch was a ball four, but he swung at it and fouled it back. It was like we're not – like, there's going to be in a result here. So they were both swinging and pitching differently than I think they normally would. So that's why I'm wow. thinking it was like so an exhibition why. at bat.
1: I'm glad I asked. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. If it was like bases loaded, big moment. It's fucking Pittsburgh versus Miami. The crowd is dead silent, basically playing in a library, and, right. and clearly like not a big moment. So it's very fun. Tough. I don't want to take that away, and I got
1: chills so from you it. So called, you called them morons. Well, I, you, I was best you friend. You said little, would, brother, big, little brother threw the at-bat, and it was an exhibition. That's, that's a tough one. I don't think he
0: – well, throw in the bats word. They both pitched – they both acted differently than they would in a real at-bat. I had a friend in middle school whose last name was Moran, and right. we all called her you know, Moran. So it's tough. Goes back bully, to John boy. Yeah, well the Morans, they're really O Moran. It's really an Irish last name, but they were so right. scared of the British that they were like,
1: "We gotta hide
0: our identity." So they scrapped the O and just turned. So, so the
1: O'Briens hate Morans. I'm a, a little like I'm finding oh, out. I'm not James. Oh Br- I'm not James
0: Bryan. Like uh, my ancestors weren't little <laughs> bitches. Proud of our wow. Irish heritage. <laughs>
1: this has been a tough award for the Moran Biggest family. Biggest
0: idiot award goes to both Morans. <laughs> oh
1: my God.
0: <laughs> well, well, congrats on the award. Congrats. Biggest idiot award. <laughs>
1: congrats, guys. Damn. That's a uh that's a tough act to follow. Um and Jim, I I I wouldn't say it's a cop out award. Um But it's going to be a quick hitter. Um, My award is the Bold Type Award, Jim. Um, And many of you may be a fan of the TV show on Freeform and Hulu, the Bold Type. Uh, Katie Stevens, a girl from my high school, is in it. Whatever, she's a friend. Jim, the Bold Type Award, as I mentioned, I, I originally had my award ready for Reynaldo Lopez. I was looking for something that jumped out, and Jim, I found one thing that jumped out. Jim, the bold type award goes to Michael Trout. Oh
0: wow! Um, One of the most prestigious Jim, awards he's ever won.
1: We have this is a baseball podcast. It's not a football podcast. How many times do we have to tell you, people? Listen, don't for come once. here
0: for your NFL takes.
1: Jim, it sucks that every episode basically we just say, "Hey, the Angels lost." Mike Trout's really good, huh? Yeah. It that's. That's pretty much our Mike Trout report every episode. Jimmy, I clicked on his baseball reference page, and when you are a leader in a category for a season, they put those stats in bold. And it's awesome. When you look at Barry Bonds' uh, baseball reference, when you look at Babe Ruth's baseball reference, you see these pages that are just covered in bold font, and you're like, wow, that dude was the best. Jim, Mike Trout is currently leading in home runs, walks, on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS plus, hit by pitch. Ooh, intentional walks. Uh, So, yeah, I I clicked on his page. I saw all the bold, and Mike Trout just needed to be mentioned. So, there it is.
0: Who do you think is the second in, like, leading the league and stuff?
1: What's the question?
0: Who do you think has the second most...
1: Leading the league. Maybe Devers. Devers is having a pretty crazy year. Bellinger, Yelich. You would have
0: to look at the stats that Mike Trout doesn't lead in and then find who's good at those. Devers is leading in doubles, RBIs, and total bases. So that's three. That's probably pretty good.
1: It's pretty good. Let's see. Yelich is leading OBP, slugging, and OPS. Um, but Bellinger. that's different league, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Bellinger OPS plus and total bases. So yeah, I think uh, it's crazy. I, Trout. I mean, Trout—he's—he's he's
0: the best. What about Kettle Marte? I think he's leading the NL in anything?
1: Hits. I know he. I know he led the NL in triples last year, Jim. I'm not sure he's leading in hits this he, year. Leading in hits. Look at that. Good job, Kettle. Kettle.
0: Next up, we're doing uh, elevator talk. Going up. You like elevator talk? Love
1: elevator talk.
0: I feel like we haven't had a good team in a while. All right. Damn. Not good by uh, skill in baseball. Good by, like, fun to talk about. Here we go. You ready? Let's get one. The Phillies? You want to do the Phillies? We didn't talk about them much on this show. They're in the race.
1: We could do the Phils, yeah. Why not?
0: They got Bryce Harper. Did you hear that?
1: I did hear about that. You know, you know what you Big can ad. say.
0: You can say, "Hey, uh, we might not be winning the division, but the TV ratings are through the roof." Because I think That's they what are. All fans I think they like went up a bunch because stars run everything.
1: It's pretty nuts.
0: You can always do the Giancarlo Stan kind of excuse or slash reasoning if you want to have the conversation about Bryce Harper, who who's got an eight sixty nine OPS, which is still pretty good, and his third highest op- or fourth highest OPS as a big leaguer in eight years. But change of scenery is somewhat real. He stayed in the same division, so that's actually hurts this argument. But like Stan Giancarlo Stan said when he came from the Miami marlins to the yankees like just the fact that getting from the stadium or getting from his apartment to the stadium was like new and he had to like figure right. out directions or figure out how to get an uber and then you know where he eat lunch and he was like i'm such a creature of habit and routine and it took me a while to find it and i it sucked so if you want to use that excuse for Harper, you can kind of say it if you want. His season's really not that bad, though, in comparison to what he is.
1: Yeah, he's 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 having a pretty decent second half. He's been going shot for shot with Bellinger. I mean, he's gonna end up with like thir- with thirty plus home runs, a hundred plus RPIs, uh, a couple good weeks. It's gonna be a high, um, eight eighty type OPS. And that's that's kind of what you expect from Bryce Harper a little bit, Jim. I think, and this this is a tough one. A, what you just said about playing and staying in a division. I mean, you see a lot of the same pitchers. The same. I mean, you see half your season is against the same team and in the same ballparks. There's just such a comfort level there, um, Jim. Bringing it back to the fills. This is a little harsh, but I think you bring up in the elevator like, kind of where the Philly season went wrong? Is that too aggressive for the elevator?
0: I mean, David Robertson kind of hurt their bullpen, but where did it actually go wrong? Do you have an answer?
1: Yeah, so, Jim, I was looking around the All-Star break. um, Or maybe it was. No, it wasn't the All-Star break. They just had a double off day in the middle of the season. That's odd. But, Jim, they had a 1-9 stretch. They were 38-29 and 29 on June 11th. And then they had a one in nine streak with a double off day mixed in, and so they went from thirty eight and twenty nine, which is a really strong record, to thirty nine and thirty eight. They went from like ten games above five hundred to five hundred like that. And I I don't know. I I can't remember what happened during that streak. But if you're a Phillies fan, I would circle that and say, even if we played five hundred ball, we'd be in the wild card right now. Yeah. Uh. Aaron Nola, they've lost his last three starts. That's tough. Nola bounced back from a slow start. He's having a solid year. It's Not really his fault. Um, like the the rest of the starters, man, not there for, not there for the Phillies this year. Vargas, come on. Vargas, Vargas,
0: Smiley, Velasquez, Eflin. Yeah, it's not really like you don't look at that. Where's Arrieta? Is he hurt?
1: Uh, it says Arietta, He's on the sixty-day IL. He had a four-six-four ERA before going there. Um, yeah, it looks like they just they just didn't have the arms because Hoskins is having a solid year. Real Muto's having a solid well, year. Well, Hoskins Kingery, went dead
0: in the second half.
1: Kingery having a solid year. Um, yeah, I guess Segura didn't really take things to the level they were hoping for. But yeah, I mean the the offense looks like it was pretty much there. Um, I think Corey Dickerson's been a solid boost for them. Uh, But, yeah, it looks like they didn't have enough arms in the race.
0: Bummer. What do they got left? I mean, we both, like, Phillies fans still are watching games as if they're going to catch someone, right?
1: Right. Get some magic going. They got
0: the Mets in town uh, tonight. And then they have the Braves, then they have Boston, then they have the Braves again. Then they have Cleveland. Then they have the Nationals. Fuck oh, no. that. Holy shit. The Phillies, I'm sorry. You're not doing you're not making the wild card.
1: Yikes. That might might be a tough end. They're seventy two and sixty seven. If they slip up, they could end up closer to five hundred than not. Uh, Jake,
0: they got the Mets who will give them a run. Then they at have the, the Braves, who won 15 of their last 17 and haven't failed a test yet.
1: Braves just win, yeah.
0: Boston. I'll give them the two games against Boston, but they're likely they split them. Then they have the Braves again at, at Atlanta. Then they go... It's a long-ass road trip. Then they go at Cleveland, who's going to be fighting for that wild-card spot. Then they go five versus the Nationals at, at Washington... And then they close it up with three games against Miami. That is a brutal rest of the way for the Phillies. This elevator ride has gone south. Tower of Terror yeah. dropped, plummeted. Phillies, I'm so sorry. You have zero hope. And I apologize about it. And that ends this episode of Talking Baseball. We appreciate it. We like you. Jake, any final words?
1: Tough episode for the Phillies and the morons. Uh, We thank you. Leave a review. Buy something. See
0: ya.